This is episode 208, Breaking the Cycle of Abuse with Joe. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I love my listeners and tribe so much, especially when you share on Instagram and Facebook and all the places and leave ratings and reviews. It really helps the show grow. We're moving up the charts in the self-improvement category. So pretty cool to see. Today, I have a very important episode for you. I am so proud of this man who called in and we talk about breaking the cycle of abuse. I coached Joe, who is just out of a relationship where he abused his ex-girlfriend mentally, emotionally, and physically, and she wasn't the first. And we have a very powerful conversation. So I really encourage you to listen and listen with compassion. Before we dive in, two important announcements. First, I'm very excited to share that Steph and I will be launching a program in November called Be the Queen, Attract Your King. And this is for all my single ladies out there. Ladies, I feel you. (laughs) I know how hard it is to be single when you don't want to be. And, you know, first it's fun and exciting and woohoo, single life. And then year after year after year, it gets harder. Holidays, the questions, are you dating anyone? Going to everybody else's weddings, seeing everybody else have babies and getting older and wondering when is it going to happen and going on bad dates or no dates or great dates and then never hearing from the guy again. It's just awful. (laughs) Luckily, I found a way through it and I developed some pretty incredible processes for myself, to support myself, that made being single not so lonely and not so challenging, made dating more fun, and it also led to calling in and meeting Stephanos. And he is remarkable at holding a safe container for women so that you can see that there are good men out there. And he also has been that guy who has hurt women in the past. He's had his heart broken as well, of course. And so he understands the male mind and the male journey. And so between the two of us, you are getting a very balanced, healthy perspective on calling in the relationship of your dreams because you deserve it. So the link for that will be in the show notes, but if you're interested, I encourage you to go to christinehassler.com slash be the queen. And that link will be in the show notes as well. This is a limited space program. We are not taking a lot of women. We want to keep it intimate. There is an application process because we really want to curate the group and have a group of like-minded women. All ages are welcome. The only qualification is your heterosexual woman because that's what I know best, not to be biased or anything like that, but that was my journey. So that's what I can teach best. And you're wanting to call in a man, not just a man to date, but the man to share your life with and you're ready and you're willing. And the URL again is christinehassler.com slash be the queen. Again, christinehassler.com slash be the queen. 
And the other announcement is the London workshop that Steph and I are teaching October 6th in London. Spaces are filling up. It's another small intimate group. We are not there often, so seize this opportunity. Don't procrastinate. Do what it takes to get there. It's going to be an epic day. It's called London Love Amplified. Go to christinehassler.com slash London dash 2019. Again, christinehassler.com slash London dash 2019. Or just go to my website and click on events. Okay. So as you are listening to this episode with Joseph, first, I encourage you again to be compassionate. I know it can be easy to be judgmental of someone who has abused someone else, but I just observe that in yourself. Just observe whatever comes up inside of you and see as you listen to the call, if you can drop into more and more compassion. So have you come from a traumatic past or home and you've never really truly healed it and dealt with it and you know it's impacting your life? Have you been in an abusive relationship either as the person being abused or as the abuser? Do you live with guilt and shame over something you've done? And finally, do you have difficulties trusting people so much so that you often test them and push them away? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Joseph. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, Lola. So Lola is a female-founded company offering an organic line of cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about, no BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola comes in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. And I probably overshared on Saturday's Coach's Corner last week. I talked, I was talking to Beth Westy all about hormones and shared that I'm going to have my period during my wedding. Yay. But thank goodness for Lola because I have my little subscription box ready of exactly what I need and all the different absorbencies and all those things in my cute little Lola box that I can just throw in my suitcase. So I love their subscription model. I don't have to think about it. Plus I feel good about using Lola. I can't believe the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't. Most brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products like rayon and polyester. Ugh. Their feminine care products can also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. You don't get that with Lola. No added chemicals, fragrances, or dyes, and 100% organic. Like I said, they make your month even easier. Their subscription model is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And you do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So here is your call to action. For 40% off, that's a lot, all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter promo code over it when you subscribe. Again, visit mylola.com and enter promo code over it. And now on to my coaching call with Joseph. Joe, welcome to the call. How can I help? Hey, Christine. So, um, hard for me to kind of come out and say this, but so I was in a relationship for about four years, someone who I was, I felt deeply in love with. Uh, however, throughout the relationship, um, I became 
abusive towards her. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the summer, about two months ago, she had finally had enough and broke it off. And it's been really hard. It was definitely hard, like harder the first month. Um, but I did a lot of like listening to your podcast, listening to other self-help things, picking up a lot of good habits, found a therapist, getting into classes, trying to do like everything I can and really kind of feel like through this pain, like I've really kind of woken up and like want to create like a really a change for my life. So the question is basically, I have like this deep inside of me, like it feels like I really want to like make it right with her and kind of like show her that I can be the person that I should have been. And so she's kind of set up boundaries. She moved away to another state and we're in contact like month to month and just kind of keeping it geared more towards friendship. Basically, I just like, I feel like a lot of times I hear it's not fair to like judge yourself from the past because either A, you weren't ready, B, you didn't have the tools or like Mm -hmm. foresight. But for me, it's like, I feel like I'm gaining like a lot of traction. So there, there has been in the past, like sort of like the start of really turning this around was really like a year ago, but then eventually it wasn't like a, a routine in my life and it wasn't like my lifestyle. And so it, pretty much like flip-flopped back mm-hmm. and so that's why it kind of like got into like the abusive cycle again and then that's like right. where we're at. Okay. So first of all I just want to acknowledge your honesty and your willingness to realize that you were engaging in behavior that was hurtful and harmful to both her and you and that you're willing to do something about it. So I just want to acknowledge you for that because not a lot of people are, and they just, they just stay in the cycle. So I have a few questions for you. Were you were physically abusive, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive? How were you abusive to her? Yeah, I was all, I got physical with her and I was a lot of the times, uh, verbally and emotionally abusive towards her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to let that emotion come up. How do you feel about being abusive towards her? Like really ashamed. And mm-hmm. like, I like just know that like, that that's like not who I want to be. And uh, I've just been through like, not, I don't want to like sound like I'm making excuses, but uh, like getting to the point where I'm at right now wasn't necessarily like easy. I wasn't like guided at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that sounds like, excuses, but it's just, I'm trying to like make sense of everything and uh, put it together, but it's just, it's like the worst feeling. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. And I understand the shame. And I just want you to know that in this moment, I am not judging you. I really am here to help you so that you can break out of this cycle. So you don't have to hurt anybody else or yourself. So Let's just explore because nobody is born an abuser. It it happens generally because we've been abused or there's something else that created that behavior. What from your past do you think created this inside of you? Well, I mean, there's a lot. So I know I had, so there was like, 
anger from like my childhood. Like I had, um, I had been sexually abused when I was like six or seven years old. And uh, I never told my mom about that. And um, my relationship with my mom wasn't always the greatest because she was kind of harsh and very demanding of of us as kids. And then my father was an alcoholic who had his own mental issues. And then growing up like around that, and then like when I was like 12, then my mom walked out just like one night all of a sudden, and then I didn't see her for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that it's like, that like I like hate women because of that. Like my mom has asked me that before and I, I like genuinely don't feel that way. Yeah. That's, it's not about that. Was the person that sexually abused you at six or seven, a woman or a man? I was a man and mm. they were probably 16 or 17 at the time. Okay. So I don't think you hate women either. <laughs> I don't think it's about that. I don't feel that this is you were abusive because of your anger at women. What I feel, and I want you just maybe close your eyes for a moment and tell me if this resonates with you. What I feel is there's two things happening. So much repressed rage and shame and sadness that feels uncontrollable inside of you. And it's like you turn into a different person when you're pushed to an edge or you get triggered, coupled with a massive lack of trust for other people, given that you were abused, your mom was really harsh on you. Then she walked out and you had a father who had his own issues and was an alcoholic. No one was ever there for you, Joe. And so I can understand that massive trust issues probably are there. And so a lot of times, anytime love comes into our life where we have an opportunity to kind of trust someone. If we have these trust issues and some part of our brain, a big part of our brain doesn't trust people, we will test and test and test and test and push and push and push as far as we can to see how long that person will stay. It's a hundred percent accurate. Like it starts like right in the beginning. Like that's one thing I noticed is like, there's always like a push pull thing. Mm -hmm. I'm always like trying to test the person to see if they're going to leave or not. Mm -hmm. And then like throughout the relationship, it's like basically testing, see like if the person will leave me. And then like, I end up like do telling the person to leave me or like, I like if something minor happens, then it's all break it off. Like, because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And is there alcohol involved at all? With me? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good. I would definitely stay away from alcohol. You do not need that in the mix. And have you been abusive with past girlfriends? So yes, the girl before I was very verbally abusive, emotionally abusive. And then when I got like physical, then like she left like right away. And with this past girlfriend, she like really like endured it like longer, like it, it like got like mm-hmm. dragged out kind of thing. Like, yeah. whereas like the girlfriend before that left, like right away as soon as it got physical. Yeah. Well, I can, I can understand because I feel your heart, Joe. I feel, I feel you. And I'm sure she felt you too. 
and knows the part of you that I'm speaking to now, and then experience this other part of you, this very angry, confused, terrified little boy who turned into a different person and hurt her. And so she was probably very torn in terms of what to do, because I'm sure you also made her a lot of promises that you broke, that you change, that things would be different. And it's hard to be a trustworthy person when you don't trust others. And it's hard to be consistent in a relationship when you haven't worked through some of your demons. And so I love that you're on this journey right now. And I would highly recommend not being in a relationship for a while because part of why you're trying to get her back is out of guilt. Like if you can get her back and not be abusive then the guilt and shame that you're living with, some part of you thinks will be better. Right. And really the focus needs to be on you healing. You've got just one of these traumas, Joe, that you listed is enough to (laughs) be a biggie. So we've got the sexual abuse. Then we've got a harsh mom who was, you know, not really there for you and then actually literally walked out on you at 12. And then you've got an alcoholic father with mental illness. You've got three whammies here. And again, this isn't about making excuses. This is about having compassion for yourself because you will not change by shaming and judging yourself. All that will do is further intensify the lack of trust you have within yourself. You must get to compassion and you must find healers and people, not just that you listen to, but that you can be present with who can help you break free of some of this trauma. Because the abuse is not because you're evil and it's not because you're a bad person. It is way too much trauma that your system doesn't know how to deal with combined with these trust issues. And it's not really something. And I, this, I would say this to anybody in your situation, this doesn't have anything to do with your character or intelligence. This isn't really something you can navigate alone, but you can break free of it. Yeah. I think for a long time I've tried because like, I've tried to like navigate it like kind of by myself and like just try to like you know tell myself oh don't be mean and then if I was mean then I would like get down on myself because I would like just reinforce it and it was like continuously like reinforcing the negatives right well you're trying to stop being abusive by being abusive to yourself right it's not gonna work right have you listened much to my fiance Stefanos's story about his Um, life I'll just, I'll I'll highlight, I'll highlight the part I want to, there's a point to this. So he grew up with a very abusive father mentally and physically and had a lot of trust issues, a lot of anger, was in a lot of fights and how it showed up in relationships is he was unfaithful. He cheated pretty much on every girlfriend he had and was constantly lying, unfaithful, all those things. And it was one relationship, a serious relationship where she found out 
and he finally broke and he was in the place you are now of so much shame, of so much self-judgment, of so much just thinking he was a terrible person. And he 100% dove into healing. He didn't date. He didn't see women. He was celibate for a while. He went to, he, he just dove in and invested so much of his time and money went into debt because of it, because he wanted to break free of it because he knew that wasn't who he was, but he just didn't know how to manage all the anger and all the trust issues he, and all the insecurities he had inside. Cause that's the other thing growing up with this kind of trauma, it makes you very insecure and, and makes you feel unlovable. And he is a, I wouldn't say he's a different man today. He's the man who he always truly was and was meant to be because he learned what to do with that anger and that shame. And in his last relationship before me, he was never unfaithful. And I never have a ounce of doubt that he'll be faithful to me. Like never, ever, ever, because that part of him is healed. It's not who he is. It was a part of him that was created based on his past pain. So what do you get from me sharing that? Well, the part that really kind of struck me is like being the man that like he knew he was. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I'm striving towards. Is yeah. Like trying to, and it's like hard too because like when you don't have like you know like growing up not not really any like male role models, right? Like it's like hard to like kind of picture kind of who I'm supposed to be. Right. So it's like, yeah. And then like another thing is like the trusting, like kind of trusting like myself, trusting my soul, like trying to guide me to where I need to be. It's just like, that's really hard as well. Well, you're on this call with me right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and you've been listening to podcasts and you've been, you didn't, you're not, are you currently in a relationship where you're abusing someone? No, she, she broke it up. Uh, two months ago and so right. like as soon as she broke it off I got into therapy and Good. got into a better intervention group um, I've been going to Al-Anon and then just doing a lot of like exercising meditation reading Good. books so I, I asked you that because I want you to see you are you are making progress and just accept that right now right now doesn't have to be forever but right now you are not someone who is safe to be in a relationship with. And again, that doesn't make you an evil person. But I'm saying this because part of self-trust, Joe, is self-responsibility and going, it is not safe for me to be in a relationship, both for the other person and for myself, because you cause her physical, mental, emotional harm. And you're also causing yourself so much damage because of the shame and the guilt that you're living with. And so putting yourself on a, a true relationship hiatus until this anger and sadness gets out, you know, it's so important for all people, but especially men to tap into their rage in healthy ways. Otherwise they become abusive. They become aggressive that's often the masculine expression. Women, I'm making massive generalizations here, but women, we tend to more internalize our anger 
and become incredibly self-critical or more irritable or more judgmental. Our lashing out is in more self-inflicted passive ways. But the aggressive way that you're lashing out right now is because of the trauma that you experienced as a child and the rage that's brewing inside of you and how you were so confused about what love is. See, love and anger go together in your psyche because of how you grew up. The people that were supposedly supposed to love you were the people that hurt you the most and were either angry at you or shaming you or whatever, or abandoning you. So you're right. Not only did you not have any good male role models, but you also didn't have any good role models for love. And so the combination here I'm recommending to you is both massive compassion, not to excuse, but to understand and to take the shame and judgment. And then also massive self-responsibility, Joe. And I don't care if the most amazing woman knocks on your door tomorrow and says, I want to be in a relationship with you. You say to her, I am not safe to be in a relationship with right now. I will someday, but not now I'm not. And that's the self-responsibility part that I implore you to take so you don't hurt other people or hurt yourself. Sounds like a good plan. And can you hear me saying that without any judgment of you? Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you. The question that, so like I get, I get like worried because I'm 33 and like, like I want for my, I guess for myself, like one day and it doesn't have to be, you know, within the next year, within the next couple of years, just like one day to have like a family that's like happy, healthy, mm-hmm. a warm home, like kind of like the ideal, like that's like what I want. But it's like, I just get worried that like, because I'm getting older and like, I don't know, like how, like, how will I know when I'm ready for a relationship? Yeah, I hear you. So I would encourage you not to future trip that much. I love the vision that you have. I love that you have this vision of wanting a healthy family life, one that you never had as a child. That will be an important part of your healing and it will come. But right now, the focus is more on the past. Keep the vision of your future. Let that be your why. Let that be your inspiration. Because there are going to be times, Joe, as you dig into this, that it's going to get fucking intense and it's going to be hard and you're going to want to quit because you've you've been through some serious stuff in your life. But I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And when the mind goes to... I'm 33 and what if you got to just go stop? I'm going to focus on the here and now and deal with my past before I look to my future. Hold the vision, but take out the worry of it. It is possible. 33 is not old. You have plenty of time. You don't need anything else added to your list of worries right now. It's time to just focus on healing your past trauma so that you can become the man that you truly are. Does that that make sense? Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah. And it's possible. Like I said, don't do it alone. I love that you're going to Al-Anon. 
I'd encourage you to work one-on-one someone with someone. I would put out, I don't know if you pray or you believe in the universe or whatever, but I would suggest putting out to the universe, I am ready for my healers. I am ready for my people to come in. Like I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been kind of tapping into that more and kind of doing a lot more like self-talk with myself, but I'll, I'll definitely put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could, I'm going to get to your ex now. What would you want her to know? Like if she were listening right now, what would you want her to know? That, uh, that I'm just really sorry for all the hurt that I caused her. And uh, that I just really appreciated her always like wanting me to succeed. And, uh, and I love her very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would serve you best, Joe, to just let that relationship go right now. Who knows what could happen in the future, but generally for the person on the other side of abuse, it's hard to trust again. And down the road, it might be healthier for you to be with someone that gets to experience the healed version of you and you get a little bit more of a fresh start because if I were to put myself in her shoes to come back into that dynamic, part of me would always be wondering, is it going to happen again? And that's pressure on you and pressure on her. So again, I'm open to miracles. Who knows? I'm definitely not the universal authority on relationships. However, I feel it's important to your healing and your process right now just to let that relationship go. And it's also important if you really love her, set her free. Let her go and heal. The more contact you have with her, the more confused she gets, and the longer her healing process is. So can you let her go? Can you set her free and not need to be in contact with her to absolve your own guilt or shame or to fulfill your needs? I mean, it's really, it's really hard, but I do see like where you're coming from and like that angle of it. Yeah. I know it's hard. And quite frankly, there's going to be a lot of hard things on this journey ahead for you, but it won't be like that forever. And the more you choose to do the hard things, the faster this will go. But the more you keep reaching out to her and wanting her one, it is a little selfish on your part. And two, it keeps you engaged in that loop of looking for somebody else to make you feel better which is understandable given your trauma. No one was really there for you. But now the people that need to be there for you, Joe, are the people you hire, your friends, your Al-Anon support group, 
the people that are with you as support in this journey, not women in your in relationships with. That's the, the wrong hand to extend. It's going to be harder on you and harder on her. Right. And this is part of the self-responsibility. It's massive compassion and self-responsibility. Massive compassion for what you went through, self-responsibility for the actions you've taken as an adult, and then making choices from both of those places, from both the compassion and self-responsibility. And I know it's hard. I really get that you love her. I really get that there's a part of you that thinks you really messed things up and it could only be better if she'd give you another chance. But I promise you that won't heal this. <laughs> this is work you have right. to do on your own. I get it. How do you feel now? I feel a little more empowered to, to do it on my own. The, the contacting thing, it's like... It's not so much like that I'm like constantly like reaching out to her. It's more like the way that like she kind of set up the boundaries is like she wanted to like keep a friendship. And but I see what you're saying. It's like the more you stay in contact, the more you're staying in the loop of wanting to wanting to fix it. Yeah. So my offering to you in terms of responsibility and really building self-trust and really being a trustworthy person would be to text her something like, once again, I want you to know that I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry for my actions. You didn't deserve it. You didn't do anything wrong. I love you. And I'm going deep in my healing journey. I realize that me continuing to reach out to you is a bit selfish on my part because I just want to stay connected when it's probably best for you if I don't contact you so that you can move on and heal. So I'm not going to reach out to you. If you ever feel inspired to reach out to me, I'm here. You'd okay. have to put it in your own words, but yeah. that is a more loving thing to do. And who knows on her end, she could be, you know, I don't know. I'm not talking to her. I don't know what, how her issues play into this, but giving her that opportunity to truly heal and move on and giving yourself that opportunity is a gift to you both. And really is you taking a massive step in self-responsibility. I see that. Yeah. So the last thing I'd like to do Joe with you is I want you to just close your eyes for a moment and I want you to imagine that 12 year old boy who at this point had kept a secret of being abused for six years, whose mom had just walked out of on him, an alcoholic father who wasn't there for him. Can you see him in your mind's eye right now? Yeah. What do you want to say to him? That it's not your fault that mom's leaving, that it's okay to feel like that. Just know that you're going to be okay because I'm here for you. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a great start. So I'd like you to start talking to him a little more and reconnecting with him so that you start to build that trust inside yourself again. Can you do that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Can you do that? Great. I'm proud of you, Joe. You're making good progress. You're going to be okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Once again, Joe, I just want to say that I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for being honest. I'm proud of you for getting on the phone with me. I'm proud of you for going to Al-Anon and reaching out and realizing that being in a relationship is not a safe place for you or anyone else. And also that it doesn't have to be that way forever. So first for everyone listening, I just invite you to reflect on what came up for you in that call, especially if you're a woman and especially, especially if you're someone who's ever been abused. Did you immediately go to anger? Were you even angry at me for being compassionate? What came up in you? And then what started to arise when you heard his past? Did you start to feel compassion, but then you felt guilty that you were feeling compassion for someone that's abused women? Being a human being is tricky. It's tricky. And we never fully know someone's backstory when we're judging them. I remember years ago, I did some volunteer work in a prison. And you think that everyone in there, obviously they deserve to be in there, right? They did something. Well, life is way more complicated than that. And as I started to get to know these human beings and hear their story, it made sense why they ended up, why they ended up. Again, doesn't excuse things, but if we don't have compassion for why people do sometimes terrible things and we just shame them and blame them, then we just keep perpetuating the cycle of abuse. If Joe had been shamed and blamed by me and just told he was a bad person and he just needs to go get help, then I'm just recycling that pattern of abuse inside of him. What he needed instead was someone that he felt he could trust. And by providing an environment where I wasn't judging him, because I wasn't, I really wasn't judging him. Do I think it's okay that he was abusive in his past relationships? No. Do I think he could have controlled it at that time? Probably not. The trauma that was done to his spirit, his psyche, and his soul was intense. Again, doesn't make it okay, but makes it understandable, which is why I also really reinforce self-responsibility because the truth is being in a relationship is not safe for anyone else or him, but he can heal because he wants to, and he's willing to take responsibility. And I believe that he can. And the thing to Joe and to all of you listening is that it is really, first of all, I don't believe we have to be like fully healed and have no issues when we're in a relationship. I've shared openly that both Steph and I had some spiritual arrogance coming into our relationship. We thought we were just like so healed and we wouldn't have stuff come up. That was not true. We've totally had stuff come up. But our deepest wounds and most destructive patterns, both self-destructive and destructive to a relationship, those we had worked out before we met each other. We both took conscious breaks in our life where we did not date 
anyone. We did not sleep with anyone. And we just dove into healing and working on ourselves. And that brought us to a place where we were healthy to be in a relationship. And I shared a little more about Stephanos' journey because I thought it would be helpful for Joe to see that, yes, healing and change is possible, but it requires taking yourself completely out of the dynamic that perpetuates it. So if you are in a dynamic where you're either, well, let's just use abuse, where you're abusing someone mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, any or all of the above, or you're receiving abuse, it's very hard to heal that while you're in that dynamic. It's easier to get out of the relationship and not look to another person to try to heal that with. It truly is an inside job. The same thing with trust. It's again, hard to work on trust issues with another person. Really how we work on trust issues is an inside job. We start to trust ourselves We start to trust our support team, people we pay and friends and things like that. But building trust when we've been so betrayed and abandoned as a child, it's hard to do in an intimate relationship because that's where we feel most vulnerable. So we've got to go and build that strength and flex those muscles outside of a relationship so that when we get in a relationship, we have a little more self-trust. We have a little more familiarity with trust and we know how to manage ourselves when we get triggered. That was the thing with Joe. He had no clue how to manage his triggers. He had no clue how to manage all the anger and rage and shame and sadness and fear of abandonment that was arising in him. And so he just lashed out. He got super aggressive and he pushed and pushed and pushed her until she had no choice but to leave. And then in some part of his brain, he could be like, I'm right. I can't trust anybody. Nobody really loves me. So the abuse was a completely self-sabotaging behavior. But like I said, healable. He's willing. And that's what's key. That's what's key. He's willing to be both compassionate with himself and take responsibility. And that is the combination that is going to help him break out of this cycle. I have so much compassion for anyone who's been abused or is an abuser because it just comes from that cycle of abuse. And we're not going to break this cycle, everybody, if we just judge and shame and blame Blaming and shaming isn't going to do that. Now, I do want to say to anyone who is in an abusive relationship with someone, really, really search deep down in your soul and ask yourself, is it really healthy for me to stay? Most often, people don't change unless they lose something that's really important to them. And like I said to Joe, I have a feeling his ex-girlfriend it would hard, be hard for her to ever feel safe because that trust had been violated so many times. It's probably going to be better for her and better for him to just cut those ties and get out of the relationship and learn from it, process it, forgive it, and then move on. Please don't think if you're in an abusive relationship that your love is going to heal that person. No amount of love for another person heals them of their own trauma. They have to tap into that love inside themselves 
and go back and deal with that trauma. You can't heal them. You can't fix them. So my encouragement to you is to consider getting out and freeing yourself and looking at and processing why you stayed and why you allowed yourself to be abused in the way that you were. Now, I know I'm being pretty direct here, but I think with this topic, it's necessary for us to break the cycle, both as the abuser and the abusee. And if you're the abuser and you're feeling a lot of guilt and shame, really stop trying to get that person to forgive you. Stop trying to make the person you abused feel better or make it right with them because really that's more about you. That's about you being a little selfish and you wanting to relieve yourself of guilt and shame. If you really love and care for that person who you abused, sometimes the best thing you can do for them is say, I am sorry. I am not healthy to be with. Please go. I love you and I want the best for you. And although I'd love you to stick around because I'd love to make it right, I know right now that's not the best thing for you. Compassion and self-responsibility, people, that's where it's at. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.